If people are sitting in a church service and they're wishing they weren't sitting in a church service, they're wishing they were doing anything else in the world, I believe that is wrong. And I believe, and I'm, let me just say it right out, I believe it is a sin for church to be boring, and I believe the sin is on the part of those that have failed to prepare. I believe it is a sin for church to be boring. Stick with me now. Let's talk about this topic here at the Better Sundays podcast at reachkeep.com. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Hi, this is Mike Holmes here at ReachKeep.com, and today we're going to answer a question, is it a sin for church to be boring? You know, in North America, one of the number one reasons that people don't want to go to church is because they feel it is boring. It is not relevant. It doesn't have any meaning to them. And is that a sin for those people to think that church is boring? Or could perhaps it be a sin on the other part that we have not prepared and been ready for them and made our services engaging and focused and dynamic and solution-based? There are times in our sermons and in sermons that you have heard, or maybe you start to daydream and you start to drift away and, and you're sitting there and trying to pay attention and you can't. I remember going to some training once for a government thing we had to do and had a lot of regulations and someone just had the slides and they read the slides and it was just a totally boring thing. And I was like, I've got two hours of this I got to go through. And man, I started daydreaming. I started wandering off. I believe it was on their part that they didn't have good enough preparation. May that never be with the local church. Let's make sure the local church and the ministry team and the pastor and whoever's in charge of putting together service knows that it is a sin if they are boring people. Let's jump into a couple things that are going to help us keep from boring, having boring services. Number, well, let me give you just three of them right off the bat here. I believe that if something is focused, it will not be boring. I believe if something is engaging, it will not be boring. And I believe if something provides an answer or a solution, it will not be boring. Some people think that in order to have a non-boring service, you have to move into the entertainment world. We're not talking about going into, you know, the, the entertainment side and turning your service into Hollywood, but we are talking about focused engagement and solutions. Let's go, let's dive into those one at a time here. First of all, let's talk about how to have a sermon be focused. Many times when we preach a series of texts and we kind of go through, you know, six or seven or eight or ten verses or whatever, those verses tend to focus on different things. And you can have a focus here and a focus here and a focus here and a focus here. Uh, someone sent me a sermon the other day and it was like 12 things that caused discouragement or whatever. And it was like, I, I don't need 12. I just need to know one. Okay. Many times we can have way too many points, way too much content, way too many little pockets, and they're all relevant. But we need to have focus. This is the idea of the difference between a shotgun and a rifle. We need to have, if we have people for just a short time, 
and they are coming to our service for maybe one hour and you are getting them for to, to, to visit just for one time, we need to make sure that we have focus, that we focus in on one scriptural principle. Now that principle might carry across several verses. There's no doubt about that. When Jesus told stories or parables, there's, there's a focus there that comes with it. And it can be more than one particular verse, but it can only be one thought. You can only focus on one thing at a time. And when we take a sermon and we speak and it is just focused on one particular thing, People remember the topic of the thing. If we cover 15 different topics or 12 points of discouragement or 19 ways to guard your heart or whatever, those type of sermons, and, and there are a place for those, and you can teach those maybe to your own people in a, you know, a Wednesday night or midweek type of a, a service or Sunday night service. But folks, on our Sunday morning services, we do not want to be boring our people. We want to make sure Sunday morning when people are coming to church for the first time, they're visiting their guests, that we are focused. You can take a singular scripture topic and you can put it there. One way to do this is on a verse. If you're writing out your verses in your notes or whatever, is to you know highlight or say, here's what I want you to do. In this particular verse, I want you to underline these four words. Boom, boom, boom. And you focus on that particular thing. You can take a verse. You can put a verse on a screen and have it up there on a screen. And then you can kind of black out some of the other portions of the verse and just have the focus person, the focus portion that you are, are looking for. You can take time to repeat over and over and over that same portion of scripture, that same little chunk of scripture, so that you are focusing on that. But our services need to be focused. You can have three points in a poem. Make sure they all focus on the th same thing. Make sure that you focus your services so that you are not boring your people. The second thing is to make sure that you are engaging your people. That there is something that is going on. That you are connecting with the folks that are sitting out there. You're engaging them and making sure that they are connected to you. And that their mind is not wandering. Now there are many techniques for this. We have taught uh, many things here at reachkeep.com and the Better Sundays podcast on that. And I'll put a link in the show notes to some of the different topics that uh, it might help. In fact, I have an engagement sheet that we created, a little cheat sheet. It's got two pages and I'll make sure that you get a copy or at least you have access to get a copy uh, to get to that so you can learn some different ways to have the people engaged. There are many techniques and of course many pastors, you know, they have them, people stand up when they read the scriptures or we stand up and sit down when we sing hymns or whatever. Those are just little engagement techniques. So I know you believe in engagement techniques. The question is, how good are you at doing it once the actual sermon starts? Many times in a, in a sermon, we engage them way before. And at the beginning, we might tell like an illustration that kind of brings them in a little bit. And then from there, it just drops. There are many places where you need to engage your sermon, okay? The beginning, the middle, the end, all the way through, we need to take time to have sermon engagement. When you are telling stories, you need to relate those stories to, uh, you know, perhaps you have done this, or perhaps you remember something along this line. Here's what happened to me. Has that ever happened to you? Those type of stories where, you, you know, you're starting to engage the people. You can ask questions to get them involved mentally where they start to 
to do that. You start with rhetorical questions. You start with kind of questions that sort of, you know, get into their mind. You know, Jesus uses this all the time. You know, whom do men say that I am? You know, who pays taxes, the, the children or the foreigners? You know, he, he, he gave a lot of different things there that kind of got the, the things going. Paul had questions. You know, you have an unknown God here. And, and, you know, who is this altar to that you have? Let me tell you about him. And he engaged his people so much the fact that uh, many times Paul in, over-engaged his people uh, to the point where, man, they were ready to throw him out of town, or in many cases, they did throw him out of town. Now, folks, we need to make sure that our messages are engaging and that we're thinking about the presentation of that. So once you have all your content for your message, you start to think, how can I engage them here and here and here? How what can I do? What are some ways that I can engage my people during these particular things? Can I have them write something down in their notes? Can I put something on a screen? Can I, you know, hold up a, an object lesson and, and, and show them something? Is there something, a question I could answer? Is there another way that I could, you know, engage the audience? Could I have some of the scriptures read, you know, by different people when we get to different portions in the sermon? Just some different things along that line to keep people engaged. But folks, it is a sin for people to be bored and falling asleep. In fact, one of the jokes we all have is falling asleep in church. You know, we talk about that. Why is that, why is that something we joke about? Because it is true, because there are times when we hear presentations that are just not very good. And we know that the person there did not spend a lot of time working on engagement, but they have a lot of content and many times multiple verses and over and over and over, lots of things like that. And there's power in those things, but yet if there's not a varied tempo and if there's not some kind of uh, an attempt to make an engagement, you're going to be boring people. So there are ways to do this. Again, focus our sermons. Our sermons need to be focused on singular topics. Number two, they need to be engaging. And number three, they need to have a solution to them. In other words, there is a problem that is out there. You've accentuated that problem. You've talked about whatever the, the, the sin issue is or the, you know, the mind issue is or, you know, whatever the person is doing, whatever is going on, you, you've accentuated that that problem, then you have kind of got into the details of, of, of what that the ramifications are of that, and then you have solved that problem. Okay, so you, you really have this process where you, you you are working them towards a solution. You let them know that this is what the problem is. This is what the ramifications are. This is what's going to happen if we continue with this problem. And here's how we solve the problem. And you have something for them to sign up for. You have something for them to be engaged in. You have something for them uh, to do all of that. So you are creating solutions. And at the end of your sermon, there should be not only just a come forward or some type of, yes, I need to you know, make some type of decision, but there should be a next step where they can move forward and start to solve that problem involved with something that's more like a Monday, what we call a Monday solution, not just a forward here and kneel solution, not, a, not a just say a prayer in your chair a solution, but it is the Monday morning solution. It's something they're going to read. It's 
someone they're going to meet. It's some way they're going to sign up or volunteer for something. It's some type of engagement, some type of Bible study they're going to go to, some type of thing. And this ties you into your announcements of what those solutions are. There are many announcements that need to be saved for the end of your message because your sermon is what you believe, but your announcements are what you're doing about what you believe. And you need to have those solutions ready for those people. People go to an emergency room to get something solved. They go there to get their a splint put on or some medicine or, you know, get their, you know, something taken out of their eye if they had an accident or whatever. They are looking for a solution. And nobody goes to the emergency room and says, well, that was boring, okay, because there was a solution presented there. So my goal for you, my goal for me, my goal for everyone that goes through our training at the ReachKeep Academy is to make sure that church does not become a yawn fest. It doesn't become something where we have tons of ritual and routine so much that everybody knows what's going to happen next and this and that, and then they just kind of zone out of those things things. Our goal is to make sure that church is not boring. And if I have not prepared well, and if I have not got into engagement, if I do not have proper focus, if I don't have some type of solution, yes, I believe on my part as a pastor that that would be a sin for me. I have left my people short. They shouldn't be wanting to do something else when they're supposed to be there hearing the word of God. Now, let me give you just one little kind of set of tips here to let you know how this works. There are really three things that kind of change people. Prayer changes people, and your sermons need to be bathed in prayer and praying way ahead, months ahead of time for God to be doing that, praying during your services, all sorts of things. You need to have prayer. The other thing that changes people is the scripture. And we believe that the word of God is embedded with power. It is not a normal book. It is filled with some dynamic things. And there's a way that God, when we read it, God uses those scriptures and he changes our lives. But there's another thing that changes people's lives, and that is obedience. And we need to move people into obedience. And we do that when we have them focus focused on obedience and when we have them starting to engage in obedience and then we have produced this or shown them, laid it out for them, the solution through the scriptures for something to them to do to obey. And so God changes people through obedience. And so we want to have pieces of obedience embedded into our scripture and into our ministry and into our our follow-up there. So this is my here at reachkeep.com and this is my passion that church would not be boring if this is helpful for you please subscribe to this channel if you've never done this we give you plenty more of this or also take time to share this button or give us a a thumbs up here you know click on whatever the buttons are there on the screen to kind of get this to the to the next level so you can start to develop and be involved in creating sermons and services that are dynamic and responsive and that people are growing from them. So thanks for taking time to be with us. Again, take time to share, give us a thumbs up on this, and we will see you the next time here at the Better Sundays podcast at reachkeep.com.